0: But it is good to be together. It's always good together for worship. There are times when I just need to be with my people. It's good to be together. God knew we need to get strength from each other, we need to help each other, we need to encourage each other one of the many reasons he came up with this whole church idea, I think. It's good to be together. David was a king. He was a warrior. He was also a poet. He wrote many songs, the sweet singer of Israel, he's called at one point. If you go by our songbook, his most popular song, his biggest hit, maybe, was Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my... Those are wonderful, wonderful passages of strength and comfort. There's a reason why we love singing those to each other. They've been set to music since the earliest days of music in the church, I think. And it's good to feel those feelings and and it's good, I think, for Christians to encourage each other to feel those feelings. But that's not the whole of the experience of faith with God, is it? Is I mean, you can't always be in Psalm 23. There are times when this fallen world comes and just drives us down into the dirt. And and we think it's David who also wrote the psalm that comes right before Psalm 23, Psalm 22. If it wasn't David, it was someone imitating David. And he says this, and Jesus, this is the psalm that Jesus reached for when he was on the cross, by the way. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me, so far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, and you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted, and and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man. I'm scorned by everyone. I'm despised by the people. All who see me mock. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth, I was cast on you. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey, open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. My heart is turned to wax that's melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a pot shirt and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me, a pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare, gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them. They cast lots for my garment. You can't always live in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Sometimes you live in Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it is good to be together to encourage one another. But it is particularly important for us to be able to encourage one another when many of us have been pushed into Psalm 22. In his wisdom, I think that's one of the reasons God gave us. The church. It's good to be together. A few years ago, after uh, Mother Teresa died, against her explicit wishes, uh, people published her private letters and papers in which she confessed that she had had a lifelong struggle with her faith and with her relationship with Jesus. She wrote, The silence and the emptiness is so great. I look and do not see. I listen and do not hear. She writes to a friend, Please pray for me. There was a cynical commenter from kind of the hard atheist camp who said, you see, she didn't have any real faith. That's actually the opposite of what these letters reveal. A person who writes what she wrote or a person who writes, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is not saying they have no faith. As a person who has deep and strong and lifelong faith, who is struggling with God and what God is doing. And if I I have a message that I want to give you today, I I want you to hear this. Those with the strongest faith are often struggle with God the most. If your faith is shallow, if your faith is 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 on the surface and it doesn't get down into your daily life very much, then you also never get angry with God very much and never get disappointed with God very much. But when you're trying to live your faith out day in and day out, that's when you get to Psalm 22, a lot. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? I'm praying day and night. I know what you did in the past. You helped our fathers. But here I am, a worm and not a human to you. We are children to our Father. He loves us, but we do not have the capacity to understand everything that he is doing. I can remember being so furious with my parents when I was eight years old for the rules that they would impose on me. I can remember ranting to the four walls of my room about how I would run away and then they'd be sorry. Because I was sure they were wrong and I, in my eight-year-old wisdom, was right. It's always going to be like that for us human beings when we're dealing with God. We're always going to run up against what God is doing and and not be able to comprehend it. It's going to happen again and again and again. And I think frustration with God, struggle with God, even anger with God is, is part of how faith operates, a real faith operates. And the scriptures testify to that. Psalm 22 is not an isolated psalm. You read through the psalms, you'll run into about 30% of the psalms have this tone. Some of them are even harsher than this one. In struggling with God. It's part of the life of faith sometimes to have these deep, deep struggles. Now Psalms 22 doesn't it doesn't stay there. It's, it's interesting the way it flows up and down. But as the psalm moves on, the psalmist kind of comes to some resolutions. And I want to turn your attention to those. Look down at verse 19 if you've got your Bibles. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly then to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lion. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people in the assembly. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face. From him, but has listened to his cry for help. The writer of the psalm, by the time he gets to these verses, has at least in his mind, possibly in reality, moved past his grief and his suffering into a place where he can turn to his people, his church, his congregation, and say, He has helped me. God has saved me. the reason we struggle with God, the reason we are disappointed with God, is because we don't understand him with our small minds and his grand plans. But one thing he has given us to understand is this he will not turn his back on us. Even when I say to him, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why won't you answer my prayers when I pray day and night? When my enemy is like great lions ready to tear me to shreds. Even when I'm that way with God, God is not that way with me. He will not turn his back. He will still be faithful. God will not turn his back on us even when we struggle with him. And at the end of the psalm, the writer turns his eyes because of his own experience that God is faithful and has finally come to rescue him. He turns his eyes to what he hopes for the future. From you, verse 25, from you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. The big church, he says, the great assembly of Israel, of God's people. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nation will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity. Future generations will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, the Lord has done it. God has promised, and he will not fail, to bring us to victory. The writer says, I cried out to the Lord in struggle, and God has saved me. And now I turn to the people of God and proclaim this. God will reign. The kingdom of God is unstoppable. Doesn't matter if you're rich. Doesn't matter if you're powerful. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough armies to stop that from happening. God will reign. And God will bring us to share in that victory when he does. This life right now, the victory's not here yet. This life right now, we are still in the heat of the battle. This this life right now, the casualties keep coming. The wounds... Continue. But God will bring us to victory. My God, my God, bring us victory. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for being a God who will be faithful to us. Even when we struggle and twist and turn under the pains of life, you are faithful to us. God, we are grateful that you are a God who is bringing the victory. Even when we fail to do our part in making the victory possible, even when we are weak, And faithless, you are faithful and strong. And God, we are grateful that you have seen fit to include us in your grand plans. And that you come beside us in your spirit day by day to walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death. These things we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you need prayers or help from the congregation, or if you today would like to receive baptism, we invite you to come as we stand in our led-in song.